quite unusual. That that's just so catchy. I do have to pat myself on the back. I always have to dance to it before we do it before we record. I was just gonna say, uh, for all of you out there in audio land that cannot see what's happening right now, um, we do a we do a a little tiny jig before <laughs> we start every show. Just a jig. Yeah, we're just jigging away. You got you got to get in with the shoulders. You know, it's like, it's like deep 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 deep. Yeah, like you know those people that are like on Molly at EDM concerts. Yeah, they're and they're just rolling. Like, yeah, the rolls rolling down the rear wall. <laughs> we were just singing that song. We were because R.I.P. Uh, Rip to Tina. Um, I don't want to be like a true crime and wine pod right now, mm. which so many are. But what are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> um, this is a super rare vintage. It's a 2022 Barefoot. Crimes and wines. Uh, that's definitely that rhymes. Those are done. Did that rhyme? Why? Oh. Why don't you want to be a guy like that? What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say that this drink is fucking good, dude. Oh yeah, we're doing something that we haven't done in a while, and we're drinking while recording this. So. Yeah, it's a holiday weekend. Noelle poured herself a rum and coke. Yeah. Oh, this this is Nicole, by the way. That's Noelle. Oh shit! Yeah, we're supposed to start the show. This Welcome quite to the quite unusual podcast. You know what show it is. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone's like, "What is this?" I didn't even know what I clicked. I just closed my eyes and what pressed are, a button. What is the sound of angels in my ears? <laughs> so Noelle poured herself a rum and coke. Yeah, like that song that's in my head for the last fucking ten years. <sighs> what song? I'll find it. Keep, keep it on. Um, and I decided to make myself a margarita, but obviously I had to pull out the blender because there's nothing better than a frozen margarita. And it's just mm. starting to be summer here, so... Yeah, so I had a little bit leftover margarita, and so mm-hmm. we poured it into Noelle's. We like did a little margarita float on the Float-y, top floater. of Noelle's rum and coke, and I think we just discovered a new drink. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. It's like if a like a like a Cuba Libre uh, was also served at Margaritaville. Mm. Yeah, and also this is the song that I'm talking about. Can I play seven seconds of a song? Yeah, I think that, don't, that's the legal. that's it. Yeah, is it the legal amount? This song has been fucking in my head. I heard it on TikTok like seven months ago, and it's in my head. TikTok. I wonder how loud this is going to be. Never heard this song before. What? Seven seconds are up. Go. All right. Now we're, they're suing us now. Fuck. They're not going to sue us. People are called Riton, Kahlo, and Geely. Never heard that song. This is the Coke and Rum edition of this song. Uh, what did we call our drink, though? Was it Rum Cocorita? Oh, yeah. Rum and Cocorita? Yeah, I remember when we got food poisoning from uh, an Applebee's in no. almost Canada. I thought we were in Canada, and The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson poisoned us. <laughs> no, he didn't. Okay, well. He would never poison anyone. He's America's sweetheart. He is America's sweetheart. Come up here, Bill. Come on. But that was a manarita, not a rum and cocorita. And only men are allowed to drink it. That's why we got sick, because we're not. Because mm. it was a manarita. And it, w- it wasn't a womanarita. Look, um, I have a hot take. Margaritas are for the girls. They're for the girls, the gays, and the fays. Yeah. That's not for you, men. <laughs> men, margaritas are not for That's you. not for you, <laughs> except Jimmy Buffett. He... He's, is exempt. Yeah, you can only drink margaritas in Margaritaville if you're a man. That's allowed. That's the only time. And you have to either be wearing flip-flops or Crocs. 
you have or also have, shoes. You have to be wearing a Hawaiian shirt too. Like if you're not, then you're not allowed in. Or at least a short sleeve button down because those are the most casual possible. Like you know, shirts. no shirts, no shoes, no service. No Jimmy Buffett doesn't care. No yeah. Hawaiian shirt, no service. Yeah, no margaritas. No margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna let Bill sit up here, and if they're good, then they can stay up here. If they step on the mixer and do a noise, all the better. All oh. the better. Bill, be our DJ. DJ Billy Beats. Billy Beats. Billy Beats. Okay, everybody. Now that we said welcome, welcome, seven. Mitch. Let's let's do that part again. Hi, and welcome to the Quite Unusual Podcast. I am Nicole. And I'm Noelle, and we're your regular human podcast hosts. We are hosting this podcast that you're listening to. We're doing that. Part three. Part three. Of the Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate Tokyo Drift. Saga. Yeah, we didn't name this one Two Heavens, Two Gate. The second one? Damn Damn it. We already did that. We we can't keep using that joke. If you don't (laughs) commit to the bit. We already committed to it. This is a whole other bit. We can't reuse our bits. Uh, that's true. All right. Can we call this one Tokyo Drift, though? Sure. You know who would like that? Herf. Herf would love it. So You want to call it Heaven's Gate Tokyo Drift? Uh, Heaven's yeah. Gate Drift. Heaven's Gate. <laughs> Heaven's Gate Hail Bob Drift. <laughs> okay. This is the third part in the Heaven's Gate series. Um, this was going to be the final episode. Mm. That was the plan. It is now the penultimate episode. So we will have one more after this because guess how many pages my script is? 17. 17. 17. And to give you a little peek behind the curtain, our episodes that are around an hour are somewhere between like six to eight pages. No, it's like eight to 12. No, not even close, bro. Six six pages would be like a third 30 minutes. You know what? If there's one thing I do not agree with (laughs) it's that statement it's the concept of time uh it eludes me it's not for me just like how margaritas are not for men yeah well we've already just established that so uh. time and estimation is simply none of my business so i don't know anyways this is a fucking long one so i'm so sorry we're gonna do splitsies um but also we're recording this five days late so you're just gonna get them both super close to each other basically you get them when you get them. It's, yeah, this you isn't our only job. If someone wants to make this our only job. Then you can get an episode twice a week. If you join our Patreon, <laughs> if you go to patreon.com uh, slash coy unusual pod, I don't know if it's a slash, just search it. And I you guess. fucking give us a bunch of money, then we can quit our real jobs and we can do this. There and is a tier on there where you can pay uh, an extreme amount of money to say that you're dating one of us. <laughs> so. It's kind of a joke, but if you're going to pay for it, it's not a joke. I will kiss you on the cheek one time (laughs) for $666 for like a month. For six months. It's only five months. It's only five. five. Why did we make it five and not six? I don't know. Maybe it felt like a bargain somehow. We're like, oh, we'll give them a break. That was was a long time ago. That was back when we were children, (laughs) back when we were young and naive. The good old days. Yeah, and now we just get a bunch of people being like, so, so does anyone in the gut, like sign up for that? Because I, I think I'm gonna. It's like, yeah, put your fucking money where your mouth is. Then do it. Sir. Sir. You're, you're not using that mouth to drink margaritas, so put it put it where, you're, put it where your money is or however. I don't know how the How dare goes. you tell us that you're going to join that tier 
out and of the mouth out of the mouth that you can't even drink margaritas from. Yeah, sir. You use that mouth to drink margaritas? No, you don't. <laughs> That's not for you. You can't. You can't. You legally are not it allowed to. It is illegal to. for yeah. you to drink a margarita unless <laughs> you're in Margaritaville or. You're at an Applebee's fine American establishment and drinking a manorita because that's for you. When the Rock Johnson <laughs> saw a need, he saw a hole in the market and he, he took filled his, it. He filled it. He what filled the say? hole. He filled your hole. He filled he filled men, your hole. Men, how do you feel about Dwayne the Rock Johnson filling your holes? I would feel good about it. You like it? I feel good about They're it. They're gonna as a like woman. it. I think they will too. I think everyone, as America's sweetheart, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is entitled <laughs> to fill everyone's hole at least one time. All right, should we um, get into the episode and Fuck. stop talking about holes? That Ooh, the bad news. This is this episode is rife with holes. So it's a hole heavy. Just episode? like the critically acclaimed movie Holes, starring Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> okay, who is not America's sweetheart? He is absolutely not America's He's the sweetheart. opposite. Of but that. he has a baby with Mia Goth. Yeah, that's I don't like that. I don't. I don't think that that. I don't think that should be real. Mm-mm. Right. It makes me like her less. Like it a lot makes less. me feel like we're in some sort of like alternate universe where that like wasn't it, meant to happen. Yeah, it shouldn't be happening. And like, I'm not going to say that baby is baby Hitler, but I'm just saying, what if you know what, what if they came together and had a baby to prevent the next baby Hitler? And that's just something that had to be done. She's a time traveler. She has no eyebrows. Mm. Mm. Time doesn't exist anyway. So what if it is? You're right. Just actually baby Hitler. I don't believe in time. I'm over it. I don't want it. All right. Let's fucking do this. So we're going to try to keep it light. We're going to keep it informative. Uh, I still feel like I'm not doing any of this justice. But you know what? Let's fucking do it. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Last week, we chatted all about the cult growing in size, uh, their recruitment style, the promise of a physical heaven. A physical heaven. And how you get to that heaven that they call the next level. This week, uh, we're going to talk about all the rest of the stuff except the part where they die. Because that's at the end, and you still got a part four coming at you. Yeah, I'm sorry. What's what was the fourth movie in the Fast and Furious? Fast. I think it's just called Fast. So this one's just called No. It's called Furious. Then it's called or wait, no, is the sixth one Furious? Hold the fuck on. Fast no, I think it's just Fast, and then there's Fast Five, and then there's movies. Furious, and then there's. Do you want me to name them? Yeah. Wait, what is this one? Turn I do, I'm first. currently marathoning these right now. Just FYI. then, why don't you know what the fourth one is? I don't know. I just I watched it like five days ago. I love that for you. So it's Fast <laughs> and the Fast and the Furious. Too, too fast, fast, too furious. furious. The Fast and the Furious. Tokyo Drift. Colon Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Okay. Fast Five. Oh yeah, they just take out the the the, the for the fourth one. The, yeah. the Fast Five is the best one. Everyone knows it. Uh, fast and Furious Six. Furious Seven. Furious Seven. The Fate of the Furious. F9. Fast X. And then X is the one out It's called currently. Fast X. Fast X. Okay. Well, well, I guess 10 maybe. Anyways, so then this one would just be called Heaven and Gate. <laughs> no. This is Tokyo Drift. The next one. Oh, the next Heaven one's and Heaven and Gate. Yeah. This one is Heaven's Gate colon Tokyo Drift. Hail, Hail, Hail Bob Drift. Drift. Hail Bob Drift. Okay. So if you'll remember... Last week, I know it's been a long time, but stick with us, man. Mm. They had to clarify the butter, as Bonnie put it. They had like a bunch of people that like joined their ranks, whatever. They had to weed out the people that didn't really want to be there, the people that weren't serious about it. 
the ones that just like made a bunch of jokes and looked around to see if like anyone was laughing at the joke, but like nobody was because everyone else was taking it seriously. Yeah. They wanted those people out. Get the fuck out. So they did. And they ended up having around 100 members, which is very decent. Yeah, for the shit that they were, uh, I don't know, saying, yeah. like, batshit crazy. Yeah. I'm surprised they even got, like, 10. And they got 100. So, I mean, good on them. Well, I have 100 for now. We'll see what happens. But then suddenly, Bonnie, our sweet Bonnie Lou Nettles, mm. who at this time is going by T. T and Doe. T and Doe. they're calling themselves. Bonnie got a message from the next level. The aliens. Level up. Level up. Their quote-unquote demonstration, as they were promised, was being called off. No. Do you remember what the demonstration was? Weren't they going to go up? They're going to get murdered, and then that's what triggers them to go up. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were going to get assassinated. Yes. They were planning on the date that they were going to get assassinated. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. They were, like, putting in their calendar, and they kept having to move it because, like, they had other things going on. Because, like, no one was assassinating them, so they're like, well, maybe it's, like... Seven days from now. Yeah. You know what? I have a nail appointment that day. Can we make it eight days from now? You know what? That's a, that, I don't want to get assassinated on a Tuesday. That's so lame. Honestly, can you imagine working all day Monday <sighs> and then getting assassinated on Tuesday? Sucks. Sounds like, maybe we'll save it for the weekend, but I don't want to ruin the weekend, so maybe next you Monday? I got a barbecue on that weekend anyways, so... Oh, so can we do the next Monday? Um, you know, mm, works for me. Does it? Okay, let me see. Uh, that's my cat's birthday. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure See, it out. We, we'll get assassinated someday. And it's like, when we do? One day. It's like vibes. You know what I mean? It'll happen. It's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I personally can't wait. I mean, I can wait because I have to pick up my dry cleaning. But then after that, I'm like good to get assassinated. Yeah. I mean, assassinate me, Captain. <laughs> what are we doing? That is a real transcript from a conversation Bonnie and Marshall had. We just acted it out for you guys. You You're welcome. welcome. You're welcome. So they're, according to their <laughs> alien overlords, their demonstration was being called off. Although they never uh, like expressly said what the demonstration was. They're like, oh, we might get murdered. We might kill ourselves. We might just die. It just ended with them dying, essentially. Is yeah, what basically. They were like, whatever that was. So they didn't have like firm facts. Mm. Marshall did say, though. That it was going to be almost exactly like when Jesus died on the cross, but no one's going to die on the cross. So it's going to be like that, but not. Yes. He made a mood board. Okay. <laughs> Tons his, of glitter. His wishes and dreams for how he's going to die. He put like John Lennon on there. He put like uh, uh, the president that got shot, Kennedy. He put, how did I forget that? He put <laughs> Ken, just the picture of Jackie Onassis holding his hair. Yeah. He put that on there. Um, He put a picture of Jesus on the cross, but he put a smiley face on him because mm. he likes his Jesus to be happy. He does. Yeah. He made another one with a baby Jesus on the cross, a little morbid, but adorable. But he put red sequins over where the blood would be to make it less Pageant- pageantry. pageantry. That's what we'd like to see. It was really nice. And then he made everyone look at it for four hours. And critique it. And if anyone said a mean thing, he cried. But he said he wasn't crying, but he was clearly crying. There was just something in his eye, okay? <laughs> he slept under the air vent last night. Okay, so that's why his voice is cracking. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be exactly like when Jesus died on the cross, but not like that at all. But it's also called off. So everyone settle down, okay? 
It's not happening anymore. Not right now. But maybe some other time, but not now. But it is called off. He said that either him or Bonnie or just him or just Bonnie or maybe just someone else might be killed and resurrected. So someone might die. Maybe. Possibly. But whatever happens, they will be resurrected in a cloud of light. Going on to say that that cloud is what, quote unquote, humans refer to as a UFO. Unidentified flying object? I mean, yeah. Sure. What is sure. a cloud but an unidentified, but an unidentified <laughs> object? <laughs> yeah, I saw, what was that movie with the cloud? Nope. No, I saw Nope. Yeah. Clearly, could I be. could remember the name of it. So He you know, premonitioned that movie. He wrote it. And then he buried it in the sand. And Jordan Peele found it. Years later. <laughs> so a few more people left after they got this message because they're like, okay, well, like, you guys are lying. Obviously, like you just keep pushing this date off. You mm-hmm. say it's going to happen. Like you can't be a doomsday cult, but then keep pushing doomsday off, which yeah. is what all doomsday cults do. FYI. Not only was there no proof of any of this, but Marshall and Bonnie were starting to sound a little, I don't want to say crazy, but like a little bit more extreme than some people were comfortable with. Uh, let's just say crazy because it was kind of crazy. I'm not going to say it. It's crazy. As Beyonce would say, they got me feeling a little crazy right now. The class, as Bonnie and Marshall called them, which were just their followers, was down to 69 members. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and also at this point, like I said, Bonnie was only answering to T and Marshall was only answering to Doe. So if you said, hey, Bonnie, she just wouldn't answer you. (laughs) You know what? I like that. I like it, too. She created her own nickname and she was Mm -hmm. sticking by it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to do to solidify it. You got to you got to commit. She drew a boundary. She did. And it was a hard boundary. Mm. I, I respect that. Marshall was the teacher of the class, but he improvised most of his teachings. He would regale the class with stories of their collective past, although they claimed to have no memories of their lives on the next level, they could still, quote-unquote, feel the memories. They, okay. yeah, they said that the knowledge came through their vehicle. They called human bodies vehicles, if you don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the the memory, the knowledge came through their vehicles. They did not store the memories themselves. So it's like an electrical cord that wasn't plugged in. And then like when it got plugged in back on the next level, they'd be like, oh, I remember everything. But they just had like faint, like, oh, deja vu-y stuff. Like they're like, our bodies remember, but our brains don't. Yes. Which I'm just going to say it. It's because they were lying about all of it. Well, yeah, nobody ever entered the next level because the next level doesn't exist. Well, I don't know that for sure, actually. Yeah. I'm going to say it might exist. I don't know what happens when we die. Maybe we do go into a spaceship. On um, uh, Hail Bob? Maybe. Well, I don't, I don't no, know. No, I don't know. No. Yeah. So they, could, <laughs> so they couldn't remember any of this stuff. Um, all communication came in the form of psychic thoughts that were sent to them from their quote-unquote fathers in the next level through Bonnie. And then Bonnie was obviously the mouthpiece of it. Marshall said that on the next level, vehicles were born like flowers that sprouted from vines with no beings ever having sex. 
Mm. He made sure to talk about that a lot. Like, you don't get to have sex on the next level. There's no banging. There's no dicks. There's no vaginas. You want tits? They don't have them. You're just like, a, well, no Barbies have tits. You're like a gray You're alien. Like, a... like, they're literally gray aliens. Like the little okay. scrawny guys with the big heads. Every being had an older member to guide, to guide them the way that Bonnie guided Marshall. He claimed that she was his older member in a previous life and that their family chain led all the way up to the chief of chiefs. Mm, okay. Yeah, which reminds me of how people are always like, um, so in a past life, I was Cleopatra. Yeah. And then when I died, I was actually Marilyn Monroe. And then I came back as Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And then, but before that, I also mm-hmm. survived the Titanic. I did do that. And then I was also the Lindbergh <laughs> baby, and then I died. And then for, like, a week, I was, like, the president's dog, but then I died. Mm-hmm. And then I was um, Ariana Grande, but now I'm not her anymore. I'm me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what people love to do. Do people literally do that? There used to be that show, uh, like, the past live show, I remember. And I remember watching one episode with Oprah on it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oprah, you're never going to fucking believe this. Guess who you were? You were also Cleopatra and Marilyn <laughs> Monroe. It's just like every, like the most important, famous, like, like female, yeah, like figures. beautiful, like whatever. And then the men are always like, you were, get this, Pontius Pilate. That's why you love guns now. That's why you love them. <laughs> that's why you love them, Brutus. That's why you betrayed your friend because mm-hmm. you were Brutus. Mm-hmm. That's why you vomit every time you eat a Caesar salad. Yep. That's why you hate them. It's PTSD stored <laughs> from your previous afterlives. That's why you cannot stomach a Caesar no. salad. Yeah, no. No, Little Caesar's pizza can't do it. Can't do it. You hear pizza pizza, you want to stab. It's like it's not your fault. You Brutus. just the motion, you just do it, mm-hmm. and then whoever's in the way, mm-hmm. they just get stabbed. Yeah, that's right. Tom Cruise, you were Brutus. Okay. <laughs> you were. No, he was uh Napoleon, obviously. The height. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just it always fucking makes me laugh too. Like no one's ever like, oh, actually, I just like shoveled shit on a pig farm when I right. was like in a previous life. Like I was pretty fucking miserable. Like, and now <laughs> I work in accounting. Like everyone has to be a certain figure in historical history in a past life. Yeah. You can't all be Cleopatra and Marilyn Monroe, okay? Right? You can't. There was literally one of them. And also everyone knows yeah. Marilyn Monroe was reincarnated into Kim Kardashian. That's why the dress fit her almost perfectly, yeah. except they had to alter it completely. Except for she couldn't walk down the red carpet with it zippered because it didn't fit her. But it almost did. But otherwise, <laughs> she was her. She was her. <laughs> and then before that, she was Cleopatra. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. You're never going to believe this. Yeah. Yeah. I got a past life reading once. What is? Were you anybody from history? You're never going to believe this. <laughs> You were. I was the person that used to give Cleopatra foot rubs. Oh my God. I know. I don't want to brag. I was Brutus's knife. Crazy. It was so crazy. <laughs> you were the knife that was stabbed into Caesar. It was fucking crazy, you wow. guys. I was the crucifix Jesus was nailed to. I was a lot of inanimate objects. Um, Weird. That's why I can't swallow nails without having like a lot Without of stomach it tearing pain. your insides apart yeah because i used to be that's so weird the cross that jesus was nailed to that's why i can't eat nails anymore it's ptsd from a former <laughs> life 
fucking keep going. This is getting off the rails. I'm sorry. This is why this is going to be two episodes because we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Well, and it's also 17 pages, so. Yes. Thank you. From 1976 to 1979, they just kind of like did their thing. Like they were like bopping around from campground to campground, seeing just as many national parks as they possibly could. They were living in tents. They also did have a little like camping trailer that Marshall and Bonnie would sleep in. And sometimes people were like allowed to take naps in and stuff. Like it was like a cute little thing. They would go between Texas in the winter and fall and then the Rocky Mountains in the spring and the summer, which frankly sounds fucking beautiful. Yeah. They were, were they living the van life? They were doing, yeah. They were, like, oh, they were the first ones to live van life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hashtag, made it cool. Hashtag, hashtag van, van life. life. Yes. They had known what a hashtag was, and they didn't call it an ampersand back then. <laughs> they would they would be hashtag van yeah, life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They all lived off of a trust fund from one of their members, David Van Cinderine. When everyone was told, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it's obviously like cult logic. Yeah. When you join a cult, you got to give everything up, right? Yeah. If you're ever like in a group and they're like, hey, we're doing this new thing where like you can't talk to your family and you have to give us all of your money and mm-hmm. your personal belongings. Yeah. You're in a cult. You're in a cult. That's a cult. Yeah. It's like a Jeff Foxworthy joke. It's not a freaking book club. It's a cult. No. No. It's definitely a cult. So this guy, David... They they had told everyone to leave their old lives behind. You're moving forward. We're doing a whole new thing. Except David was encouraged to keep his $400,000 trust fund in his possession. They're like, you know what? You can hang on to that one part of your past. Like, that feels important. Everything well, else, funding though. everything. Yeah. But, like, everyone else had to, like, give up their jobs and shit. And they're like, you can keep the money if we could use it. The money part they can keep. Yeah. Everything else they can't. Yeah, so they used his trust fund. It was just, like, basically turned over to the bookkeeper, Leanne Felton. She controlled all of the money. She never let anyone know exactly how much was in there. Smart. So smart, A very smart lady. Yeah. And the group was honestly doing, like, really well. They would structure their days around cleansing their mind and working as a community, the members were prohibited from trusting their own judgments and not consulting the group. Like when they had a thought about doing something like, should I go to the store and leave everyone like alone and maybe like run away? Like they were like not allowed to think that stuff. They had to, if you had, if you had like an ultimatum or something going on in your mind, you had to discuss it openly mm-hmm. or they would shame you. How would they know though? It was on the honor system. But, I mean, they would, like, kind of fill you with guilt if you didn't do it. Mm. So you really, like, got, like, people would get in their own heads, dude, and just tell everyone everything. You look like you're thinking about something that you're not telling the group. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're not mad and you're just, like, on your phone and someone's like, why are you mad? And then you fucking unload on them because you were (laughs) mad, but now you are. Well, now I fucking am. That's exactly what this was like. Like, what are you thinking? You thinking something that you shouldn't be thinking? It sounds like a positive environment to live in. I think it kind of does, honestly. So they weren't allowed to trust their own judgment. They weren't allowed to seek attention or even desire attention. That was a big no-no. Not allowed to you to blend in. Everyone's equal here. Except the leaders. But that's different because they're also equal. But, like, you know, 
But they're a little better. But they're equal. But they are the leaders. Exactly. It's like, but equal. But separate. Mm. You also, and this is the most important, you were prohibited from engaging in what Bonnie called inappropriate curiosity. Okay. Do you elaborate? Uh, not 100% sure. I'm going to say it's probably just like, hey. Sex. Do you, well, definitely sex. You were not allowed to have sex at all. Like, don't even fucking pop a boner because it's getting kicked by Marshall. It's m- getting karate chopped. We've already established that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> karate chopsticks. Yeah. He wakes up in the morning and he unzips all the tents and he's like, there better only be eight tents here. If there's any more little boner tents. <laughs> They're getting karate chopped. There's get if there's any morning wood, we're using it to build the fire. It's firewood. It's firewood now. I'm also gonna say that inappropriate curiosity was probably like, hey, do you guys think it's weird that like I can't talk to my grandma anymore? Mm, okay, so anything that went against the group and what mm-hmm. they were saying and telling these people to do. Yes. Gotcha. But what's so interesting. Is that, like, there wasn't really a punishment for all of this? Like, so many other cults, like, you got put in, like, like you got beat. Or, like, yeah. you were made, like, a public fool of. Or you were put in, like, weird solitary confinement mm-hmm. or something. They didn't do that. They're just like, wow, we're really disappointed in you. Wow. And then you had to fucking sit with that shit. That's almost worse than just getting beat. Yes. (laughs) Like if you truly believe that these people who were who they said that they were and they Mm -hmm. were just like, you know what? We're really disappointed in you. And you're like, Jesus is disappointed. A needle to my eye. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's way worse than actually like getting yelled at or something. Yeah. Or like beat. Yeah. They like never raised their voice. They were never violent. They were all like really chill. But they'd be like, wow. I see how it is. They hit you where it hurts. Yeah, right in the feels. Each person was also assigned a partner, and they were encouraged to tell on their partner if they broke any of these rules. Mm. The partners also were set up so it was the person you would be least attracted to. Oh, I read an interview. Okay. With was it was it uh, male female? It it depended. Okay. It depended. Um, if you were a lesbian, you would get matched with a man. Did you have to like specify your uh yeah, like everyone preference? Everyone like knew everything okay. basically. Okay. Like they were all like very open with each other. Um I read that one interview with a woman, I don't remember who it was, I'm sorry. She said that she was partnered with a man that used to be homeless that she's pretty sure was just there for food. That's that's sad. But it's I super mean, sad, but hey, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and she's like this she wasn't having any fun. She didn't like it, but that was the point. Like, you were partnered with people that you wouldn't accidentally kiss, you know? Right, yeah. Well, that makes sense if their whole thing was no boning. Yeah, not even one bone. Zero bones. No, they couldn't even do that weird Mormon soaking thing. (laughs) The dry humping? No, they don't. You know what? No. We're not getting into it. We're not talking about it. Their days were broken down into 12-minute increments. So, like, every 12 minutes, you, like, moved on to something else, and it was, like, really, really scheduled. Wow. Unless you were assigned to do an experiment. And experiments could literally fucking be anything. Like, (laughs) I was reading a list of experiments, and none of these are experiments. These are all fucking insane person things. 
They usually revolved around some kind of psychic ability. Like they would sit for hours and try to bend a fork. With their minds? Yeah. <laughs> Just hours and hours. But I thought it was over 12 minutes. Unless you were doing an experiment. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you were exempt. Okay. Or I read one, they would concentrate <laughs> on a single pitch for hours. So you'd take like, you know, like the tuning forks that you hit and it's like, ding, yeah, and it like goes on for like five minutes. They would just do it over and over. And just listen. And over. And so like that's all they could hear in their minds. Like you do like, and then like you owned that pitch. Like it was like inside of you forever. And like you, you knew that pitch on like a deeper level. It's like, okay, settle down, right? What, how, how's that going to benefit you in life? I don't fucking know. That's what I'm saying. It's like none of this makes any sense. Or my favorite one that I read, I only put in a couple of these, but uh-huh. there, there were some real good ones, man. It was like yeah. you hold a rock and you feel the weight of it for nine hours. You stare into each, other, each other's eyes for nine hours. No, because then you might fall in love. Damn it, uh, there was one where you put blinders on, like to like block out, like so you had like tunnel vision, and mm-hmm. then you stared at the same spot for hours, trying to will your eyesight to be clearer at longer distances, which is not how eyesight works. That's not, you know, that's not how that works. No, 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 it's not. It seems to me that they were honestly just basically like wasting time and calling it like super important work. It seems like they were trying to make these people think that they could develop these skills by doing this. Yeah. I mean, we had a whole like our the U.S. government had a whole department that basically did this. The men who stare at goats. Yes. (laughs) For a long time, they did like weird fork bending shit for weeks, months, years. So I guess at this time that was probably like. I don't know. Not crazy. They were just experimenting. It's in the name. Experiments. They are men of science. Okay. It also seems to me that T and Doe were kind of trying to break their members down mentally. Like, give in to us, submit to us fully, and stare at this rock for 24 hours as an experiment. And if you do it, we're proud of you. And if you don't, Wow. You know better than Boner Terry over here. <laughs> boner Terry. <laughs> Terry with the boner. Every time you had a negative thought, you were told that it wasn't your fault that that happened. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of nice. It was Lucifer's fault. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But nice. you did have to tell everyone the bad thought. So if like you had a bad thought, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Lucifer did that to you, but you do have to share that thought with every single person in this room right now. <laughs> um, so I have a bad thought. Marshall, that outfit that you wore yesterday was fucking terrible, and red is not your color. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Sorry, that's the sound of my tears. <laughs> I accept your truth, and I'm going to go over here now. And then Cries for seven days. Sashayed away. It's an experiment, okay? <laughs> Sashayed away. He was doing an experiment alone in his tent for a while. Ignore the noises, okay? You know what? He was was testing shades of red, and he thought it was the right one. It wasn't. I'm not 
mad that you said what you said, but I am disappointed. <laughs> Lucifer said it, not me. You know what? Fair. Fair. <laughs> if you thought about competing with someone for like, I don't know, the best like rock watcher of the day or some fucking shit, then you also had to tell everyone that you had a thought like that. Mm, right. Because like, everyone's equal. Everyone's equal. And you had to share your negative thoughts that Lucifer put in your head. In an article that I found about the cult, I found a quote from an ex-member called Nick Cook, who had been a sculptor, and he was in his late 30s at the time when he joined the cult, and he had abandoned his 10-year-old daughter in the process, mm -hmm. like, was just like, I gotta go with these people. It's not great. Stay in school, kid, or whatever, like, probably gave her a pack of cigarettes and was like, I gotta go. He thought that he wasn't good enough to be in the group. And he had trouble getting over the guilt of leaving his daughter. Yeah, you should. Yeah, but he thought that that made him weak, that he should have been able to just, like, forget about her completely and, like, ascend to the next level eventually. Okay. So he convinced himself that they were all better than him and he was a lesser being because he loved his daughter still. Okay. Yeah. So he quit the cult two years in, claiming that... Quote, others seemed better able to shed the self and it bothered me. It bothered me that it bothered me that I couldn't. How it bothered him that it bothered him that he bothered that he couldn't. Yeah. Like it like think about the layers it takes to be bothered by something bothering you. Like that's I like don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like layers and layers of layers of guilt that they put on these people. To hmm. like kind of like break them down mentally, you know, but honestly, I mean, good for him for leaving. Um, we all know how the cult turns out. He survived, obviously, because he left and he was reunited with his daughter. So good. I love that for him. I wonder if he actually felt that way or if it was just like, this is getting fucking crazy and I need a way out. I did read that people kind of got bored sometimes. They're like, we just like live in the forest. I'm like fucking Put a finger in water for eight hours and call that an experiment. <laughs> like, I just stared at this boulder for 10 hours. It's either that or I had to like fucking cook dinner for all of you. I don't even know what's happening on Seinfeld right now. Like what the fuck? Seinfeld wasn't out yet. Oh, what's, what year? I thought it was the 90s right now. No, this is the 70s. Fuck. Yeah. I don't so. even know what's happening on MASH right now. Yeah. Is the war over? <laughs> we'll never know. A lot of ex-members say that they did have a lot of fun in the group. They said that there were a lot of like-minded individuals. They were all just like kind of chilling in nature. Bonnie and Marshall were super fun and I guess like super funny. Like Marshall had like a crazy good sense of humor. Mm. And also he would let you borrow his bedazzler if you wanted to bedazzle something. Mm. But you had to show him what you made afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You couldn't borrow his fringe, though. That was off limits. No. They had a fringe budget, and it was solely set for him. The fringe budget is tight. A man called Dick Jocelyn, who we talked about last time. Because <laughs> it's Dick B. Jocelyn. <laughs> it do be. He was another former member. He described them like this. They were more... I think that this is what he was <laughs> like. This is what Dick Jocelyn... It's me. It's me, Dick Jocelyn. They were more like parental figures or that cool high school teacher you thought of so much, but like not quite a buddy, 
but someone you could definitely talk to. So like your high school teacher who like you thought was cool and had like a ponytail yeah. and like let like swore sometimes and you thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. Like that was that's what they thought. Bonnie and Bonnie and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they were like this weird mix of like parental figures and also just like I don't know people that they like wanted to impress and stuff. You know. And honestly, I think that sounds great. I think that it sounds like a summer camp, you know? It does sound like a summer camp, actually. Yeah. The members also played board games. They read books. They watched approved television shows that they used a little uh, generator to play a TV in the forest Mm. with. Price is Right was one of their favorite shows. cute. And they would all, like, guess who was going to win and, like, I don't know. I guess it was, like, super fun and, like... Super like cute. Price is right time of yeah. the day. Yeah. Everyone shut up. Price is right is on. <laughs> but Burger's talking. <laughs> they watched the stars together. They hoped that they would see a UFO or shooting stars. They cooked together. They shared stories of their pasts. And honestly, a lot of people at this point said that they were just having a great fucking time. Like there's no negativity coming out of this call at all. It sounds like a fun little commune. And again, I would want to be there, dude. Yeah, Sounds dope. I was going to say, it doesn't sound that bad. It's just like a community of like-minded mm-hmm. people who are just like chilling out in the forest. Like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, camping every day. Everyone's cooking. I mean. You don't have to work. You don't have to work. You do have to stare at a rock for like most of the if day. If you though. want, though. No one's making you do an experiment. Uh, then Probably. you have to do chores. Yeah, but you do. You want to do it, though, because it's like your little group you know i guess that's true yeah sounds it's honestly sounds pretty fun i think it sounds really fun to like sleep under the stars with your buddies yeah look for ufos and shit we like do that for fun now but we also have to have jobs also work corporate jobs which i would fucking do you know what i would give to just be able to stare at a lake for eight hours (laughs) i would love that that's literally so true corporate america has broken us (laughs) I want to stare at a rock, man. I just want to stare at a rock. So one night when they were all in Texas, Bonnie woke everyone up to say that she was receiving a telepathic message (gasps) from the next level. That's right. Their spaceship was about to come in. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Any minute now. What? It's coming. So everyone got super fucking excited, right? And they all like get out and they're all sitting and they're all waiting and they're watching the stars and they're like, how much time has passed? And no one knows because no one has a watch because time's illegal or something. What's time? <laughs> and then nothing happens and nothing happens and they're waiting and they're watching the stars and then morning comes and they're like, hey, Bonnie, um, what? And so, like, we heard that you said this was going to happen, but it never did. And you know what she said to that? What? Well, that's egg on my face. (laughs) She literally said that. How cute is that? Who's got egg on their face? Me. (laughs) If you got egg on your face and you know it, clap your hands. Am I right? Am I right? My bad. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, that's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, like, they were disappointed and stuff. Um, But they're like, you know what? It's fine. We misinterpret Communication all the time. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Right. Right, right. But some people were like, are you fucking kidding me? This is the second time you've promised something and have not delivered. Maybe we keep the egg in the pan, Bonnie. We keep it off our faces. What do you fucking think about that? <laughs> Stop putting it on your face. Yeah. So a few people did leave because they're like, this like 
nothing's ever going to happen. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, so a few people left. But the people that stayed, it seemed to kind of like strengthen their group faith, like their group connection. Because they're like, well, we're like the few, you know, like we're the true believers. We're sticking around. Everyone else is leaving and doing whatever. And even if you guys make mistakes sometimes, we believe that you will get it right one time eventually. Yeah. One day. Maybe. And in the meantime, can I borrow your bedazzler? (laughs) (laughs) When people did leave, it was usually at this point because they kind of just got bored of waiting around or they felt like they weren't worthy of ascension. Like they kind of like, like I said, got into their own heads and were like, I'm not worthy of going to heaven. Or was it like they used that as a scapegoat? I feel like half it was half and half. It was probably half and There's half. There's no way they brainwash these people that much to be like, we're going to leave because we're not worthy. Have you ever met a very religious person that yes. thinks that they were born a sinner and that if they had died as a baby before they got baptized, they would go to hell? That's every religious, extremely religious person. That's fucking insane. You have to be baptized or you're they think go babies to hell. aren't worthy of going to heaven. So I feel like it wouldn't be that unless they're baptized. Yeah, I fucking guess. Do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic when priests were shooting water guns full of holy water at babies to <laughs> baptize them? I think they should just do that always. It sounds fucking fun, right? A super soaker. Yeah, yeah, against Satan. Who would win in a fight? God with a super soaker or Satan with a super soaker? Hmm. I'm gonna say one has piss in it. Though. I was gonna say Satan because he's gonna put <laughs> piss in his. I literally, you took that out of my brain. That's so fucking gross. <laughs> so some people left. Um, whatever. They're like, nothing's gonna happen, or I'm fucking bored, or mm-hmm. I just I don't want to watch Prices Right every day. Okay, I just don't. The mm. price is wrong, Bob. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> In 1979, the members had dwindled down to around 40. So Bonnie made the decision that they were going to leave the forest. They were going to stop doing their whole camping thing, and they were going to rent a house for comfort. Okay. Some people were scared that the spaceship wouldn't be able to find them if they were indoors. But Bonnie said that she found the perfect spot, and she already told the aliens about their plan. And they were like, sounds good, sleep in a real bed. Yeah. So the group moved to Wheat Ridge, Colorado, which is just outside Denver. Then they moved right outside Dallas. Like, I don't know, maybe like six months later. So they just went from Colorado to Texas? They're yeah, just... they're just like moving around. Like They kind of went from, it seems like Texas, like up to like Northern California and like back down. Like that was like their whole, they would just kind of like migrate within that area. All throughout the West, though. Yeah, pretty West. much. Yeah. Yeah. So they would move around. Um, in Dallas, they rented two houses, for so, some extra space. Kind of like every six-ish months, they would move around, um, quote-unquote, for security. What were they running from? Just they didn't want people to, like, I don't know, kind of infiltrate their group. Kind of like they wanted followers. They didn't want judges. Okay. So they would leave and, like, pick up and move somewhere else. Probably also so people didn't get too friendly. That's kind of a cult thing, too. Like, you don't really want outsiders questioning what you're doing. You're like, the only people that should exist to you are the people in this group. Pretty much, yeah. Their bookkeeper, Leanne, said, quote, T and Doe said the next level did not want us living in meager means. Mm. So they use this as a way to justify, like, really nice fucking houses to their members. Which, I mean, slay. 
I mean, if you want people to stay in your cults, you get a hot tub. You get a fucking hot tub. Yeah. And a pool. Fuck yeah, dude. Are you serious? Everyone gets their own bed. And margarita Thursdays, but not for the men. For the women only. Yeah. That's not for you. Men can have rum and Cokes. Yes. Rum and Coca-Rita. <laughs> and then together, it's a rum and Coca-Rita. That's right. Only Marshall gets one of those. With yes. Edible glitter. Mm-hmm. Yes. They typically maintained a residence in the Rocky Mountains at all times as well as like their little, I'll call it a lowland resident, like wherever else they were staying, like Texas or Colorado or Arizona, whatever. But they always had one in the Rocky Mountains for fun, like just in case they wanted to go to the mountains or in case they needed to skip town quickly. Oh, Just as like an escape route. So they had somewhere to go if they needed to. And question is... All of this money that they're, I mean, they have two houses right now, right? So mm-hmm. they're paying, I mean, if even if they're renting, they're renting, there's two rents, there's two Yeah, more, they always are renting. They never bought anything. Okay, so all of this is still coming from David and his trust fund. Mostly, yeah. I okay. mean, other people pitched in money too. Like any money really yeah, you had, had in savings, their name. you okay. would give to the community. Gotcha. Yeah. With the help of a member called John Craig, who used to be a wealthy real estate developer, they were always able to find really great houses and negotiate the prices that they would rent them for. Ooh, okay. Yeah. They, I mean, they were running like a, like a tight little ship, like a little corporation. Like nothing was not accounted for mm-hmm. and not done correctly. Like they had lawyers, they had teachers, they had all types of people in the cult. That is so smart to build a cult with people yeah, who dude. have different backgrounds everywhere and so you can utilize all of their skills. Full yes. free Scientology. It's well, yeah. Like you run it like a corporation. How is it going to fail? Yeah, and if you're a religion, you don't get taxed. Can we just start a religion? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Up until 1981, the group had been pretty reliant on money supplied by the members, but T and though T and Doe thought at this time that it was time to become financially self-sufficient. Mm. And also, the trust fund money was kind of running out. Bummer. Yeah. Although they wouldn't fully drain the trust fund until 1989. So pretty impressive. That lasted like 15 years. Yeah, they definitely got, I mean, do we know how much was, you said like 400000 That's $400,000. In what, like 70s money? Yeah, 1976. I don't know what that was. So probably like... uh, Millions of dollars. I was going to say close to a million. I don't know. Has to be way more than a million. I'll look it up right now. Okay. Marshall was afraid of security risks involved with members working outside of their little commune group. But Bonnie was very confident that the members could face temptation and come back home to their commune and not run away. We got uh, it's uh, $400,000 in 1970 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $3,127,453. That's a shit ton of money. It's a fuck ton of money. See, they were doing fine, man. Yeah. They I mean, fi- and also they weren't like lavishly spending money on anything no. besides like nice houses. They were to rent. living in the woods for half of it. So, yeah, there's like buying like ramen noodles and shit. So, <laughs> a lot of forks to bend. So the members would work little jobs that required like little to no background checks. Like they'd be a waitress at a diner or maybe they'd sell tickets at a movie theater. 
whatever seemed easy, something you could lie at, something that didn't like require any sort of degree or anything. Yep. Just like a job you could walk in and say, my name is George Glass. <laughs> and they would give you a job. And as long as you remember to I answer mean, to George. It's income coming in from 40 people at this point. I'm sure yeah. it, everything counted. Oh, for sure. After a few months, though, they decided to up the ante and they started using their real names. They would create fake resumes with out-of-state phone numbers as their references and like old bosses and stuff. Uh, these numbers would ring back to one of their houses and then someone would pick up and pretend to be like their old boss. Like, oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, well, hello. Yes, I am Mr. Covington. <laughs> It was very um, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Hello! Nicole was the best at doing drive-by fruitings. <laughs> and then you get hired to do drive-by fruitings at a restaurant. It sounds like the perfect job. Yeah. <laughs> so they would learn, like, buzzwords and, like, study for, like, specific jobs to nail interviews for jobs that they had absolutely no business having. So they're just basically doing what people do now. Yeah. It's fine. Pretty much everyone, lying. everyone does that on their mm -hmm. resume. They're not a single person doesn't lie or like put the number of like, I've been a reference for you. You've been a reference for me. 100%. <laughs> like, it's what you fucking do. It's what you do. Thank it's you for being my boss at Circuit City, by the way. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> from what uh, I understand, from what I understand, this was, again, super fucking fun. Like they all had like alter egos. They like had like, a dry race for it. They would like write people's names, and, like that phone numbers, and like shit. this is where I worked. This is where you worked. Yeah. Like I was your manager from this to this. Fucking fun, right? Especially because it's like they're they're all just like in this cult, right? Mm -hmm. None of this matters. Like none oh. of it fucking matters. So they're just probably like extravagant about everything, uh -huh. and like because it do they don't. It's not like they need this job to continue living. Like they're like, we're gonna go to space soon. Like we, we can just fuck around and do whatever. Yeah, like they super didn't care and they had so much fucking fun. They would wake up early together and they would all like make their little bag lunches together. Oh. They would carpool to their various jobs. Um, it, it was just, it seemed really fun. Some people worked with computers. Other people were like mechanics at car dealerships. Some people were writers and journalists office workers there was one accountant they they just kind of did like what they had done in their past lives and they knew how to do mm -hmm. but they would lie about how proficient they were so they'd get like a higher paying job i mean welcome to every man applying for a job ever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kidding not really also they were all quiet they were all reserved at work from what I saw, none of them, like, ever gossiped or, like, they were just, like, nice, friendly little coworkers that, like, yeah. didn't cause trouble. None of them ever got fired from a job, from what I saw. Really? Yeah. They were just, like, doing their thing, happy to be there, Dilbert nice. style. Nice. They were the Spongebobs <laughs> of society. The group earned well over $400,000 a year after taxes wow. with all of their combined incomes. And they were all super happy to contribute to the group. So that's like, I mean, what? that's like $3 million a year. That's, that's a everyone. shit ton of money, dude. That is a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And they're not spending anywhere near that. No. They, those that did not have like real, like out of the home jobs, if you will, 
worked in the house. They would cook. They would clean. They were doing this weird thing where they would write these manuals that they called procedures books that you can find on their website that I was looking through. Very interesting. These books told members how to literally do everything. This is how you cut your toenails. This is the proper way to shave. Um, This is the perfect size that you need to make pancakes. Any bigger, any smaller. Not a good pancake. I wonder how they kept the people who were going to jobs and like Mm -hmm. leaving and like going to the office or whatever. I wonder how they kept them so indoctrinated, you know, because I feel like once you're not around the other people of the cult Mm -hmm. and you're around like, well, not normal people, but like, I mean, normal people, outsiders, you, I feel like that would, you would tend to lean more so on that way or start to get like, you know what, maybe this is kind of fucked up. Yeah. And I know some people like did leave because yeah, of that but because... then like they would get new people too so it was like kind yeah. of a back and forth but also think of it this way you live in a house with a collective 40 of your I guess if you really en- good yeah. friends if you enjoy it then that's the the draw right there yeah this is like your new family like yeah. you got to choose all of them you don't mm-hmm. have like your weird racist aunt that you have to fucking deal with all the time <laughs> like you don't have a kid that you have to feed that's relying on you like you're all in this together. You're all pitching in. It's like yeah. a little community and they were having fucking fun. That's true. I guess if you like where you're living and with the group that you're in, then it really doesn't. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of them wanted to come home. Yeah. Cause it, well, I mean, at this point too, they're not getting into the real crazy shit. No, yet, like they're so. still allowed to wear what they want. They're still, they don't have to, to cut their balls off yet. N- they never had to cut their balls off. That was an option. Oh. We'll get we'll get into that later for sure. Oh. Yeah. Uh one thing I thought was really interesting is that nothing belonged to a single person. So they weren't allowed like the shirt that you're wearing right now, mm-hmm. that's not yours. That's our shirt. That's the family's shirt. Community shirt. Mhm. They all all the clothing, even underwear was shared. Like, everything was shared, which, I don't know, it's maybe so that no one got attached to anything, maybe to, like, foster that sense of community. Like, I'll take care of this even better because it's not just mine, it's ours. Well, and also to foster the fact that they're all on the same playing field. Like, no one is better than anyone else. We're all the same. For sure, yeah. Every member was given a $5 bill and a roll of quarters to carry around for spending money and for phone calls. If you did spend your money, which was fine. They're like, you can spend it. That's fine. It's your money. It's your spending was money. Was it per day? Per week? You Until you didn't have it anymore. So like oh, if I gave you $5 okay. on Monday and you had it till Friday, then Saturday oh. you get another $5. Cool. Yeah. But if you did spend your money, you had to explain why you spent it, when you spent it, what you spent it on, and if it was worth it. Oh. <laughs> Is she okay? She keeps doing that. I feel like she like literally ate a fuzz or something and then it's just like in the back of her throat right now. Boba, drink water. Marshall and Bonnie became obsessed with quote unquote ridding the group of addictions. Hmm. So they would do this weird thing where they would take away all of the food in the house, throw it all away, and then they would put the group on special diets as a whole. Okay. One time they were forced to do that diet that Beyonce did to lose weight for Dreamgirls. Do you remember that? 
The lemon juice, water, and uh, cayenne pepper, right? Yeah, and maple syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they had to drink a mixture of water juice, water, water juice, water, lemon juice, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper for like two weeks. It's all they had. My sister did that once. And they lost, did she lose weight? It's, you're starving yourself. She did it because she was having like digestive problems and it was like, if you do this, it like helps with like, I don't know. She didn't do it to lose weight. All right, we're good. Uh. I would imagine that that probably wouldn't be great for your digestion to have <laughs> right. like acidic, spicy water in you at all times. I don't know. She's she. she the internet. It. Literally, anytime you go on the internet, they're like, "Have you tried the Beyonce?" She thought diet? she was like allergic to gluten, and then tried that, and, and yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> well, that sucks. Uh, well, they had to do it for two weeks, and that was miserable. And they're like, "Can we not yeah. do this anymore?" So one time they went vegan for a while. One time they went completely grain-free for a while. There was a period of time where no one was allowed to have sugar or dairy. And then they'd, like, cycle back to, like, yeah, eat whatever you want. Like, we don't care. Like, this week, no sugar, no dairy. And then on Monday, Marshall would be like, am I bad if I want, like, I don't know, a little ice cream? And then, like, everyone was allowed to eat ice cream again for some fucking reason. Like, they would just, like, constantly change it up. You know those people were cheating when they went to the office, too. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, I would. Well, they did bring sack lunch. Right. But I guess but if like, there was, like, a donut and coffee. If there's you know? donuts in the conference room, those motherfuckers are eating those. I'll eat a four-day-old donut if it's free. <laughs> well, if you're only eating <laughs> water, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, hey, Steven. Noticed you're the only one that hasn't lost weight on the Beyonce diet. Um, <laughs> The Beyonce diet. <laughs> What's up with that? Well, I don't, I don't know. Is that a sprinkle on your lip there? <laughs> You've got some frosting. Got some right here. But you have a donut in your hand. You're holding a donut. <laughs> it's in your mouth. It's in your mouth right now. I read one time they had to drink a protein enriched Kool Aid. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. Is it like a a Kool Aid with protein powder thrown I in? I think <laughs> so. They had to drink it for every meal. For like three weeks. No. And they're like, we're going to die. I would be out. when As soon as they eliminated food, I'd be like, sorry, we're done here. Yeah. But a lot of people stayed. They also had to get enemas to, quote unquote, purify their bodies. Gross. Yeah. But enemas were like a big thing. I don't know if you knew that. It, there was like a wave of like, yeah. everyone should be doing coffee enemas. Yeah. And like. Okay, that's what if that's what makes you feel happy. I'm not here to yuck your yum. Shoot it right up there, man. Hey, may let it cool down a little first. Yeah, yeah, probably that. They took all of this to a super weird level, and I read one story of a member who was a vegetarian for years and years, like almost their entire life. And because Marshall and Bonnie were obsessed with this, like you can't have any addictions thing. They're like, oh, this person is addicted to being a vegetarian. And they gave them two sloppy joes and were like, you going to eat it? Or are you addicted to being a vegetarian? And they ate the fucking sloppy joes. I mean, at least give them some better type of meat. Sloppy, sloppy joe. joe. Right? It's not. I'm, I mean, I, uh, I eat meat. And if somebody put a sloppy joe in front of me, I'd probably be like, mm, nah. Ass. I would fully eat a sloppy joe. <laughs> I don't like sloppy joe. I can't remember the last time I had one. You know, like when your mom 
like has like a certain meal that she puts in rotation every single week. Mm-hmm. Like when you were younger, mm-hmm. sloppy joes were one of them, and I just I can't. I don't yeah. like them. We no, see, can't do it. We see a lot of them too. But my brother's name is Joel, so we used to call him Sloppy Joels. Sloppy Joels. He hated it, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. So the person ate the Sloppy Joes, Joels, and Marshall was like, "That's right. We just broke you of your addiction." To vegetables. You're welcome. <laughs> You're addicted to vegetables. <laughs> and of course, there was also Marshall's little pet project of breaking sexual addictions. Mm. The group, again, had to remain abstinent. No sex. You weren't even allowed to think about sex. If you had a dream about it, you were encouraged to tell the class about it in the morning. Sleeping arrangements were enforced segregating members by sex except gay members had to sleep with the opposite sex mm, okay I'd, but then wouldn't they still be in the same room yeah <laughs> unless they like put like two by two, two by I two. Guess, oh was it wasn't like communal like rooms i don't know like the bunkhouse or something there probably were some communal rooms but I'd be like, I am attracted to everyone. I get my own room. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no. Sweet. Yeah, and then it would backfire, and you have, like, a fucking Harry Potter room under the stairs or some shit. <laughs> if a member came straight to Marshall with their impure thoughts of s- sex or whatever, something that even could perceive, like be perceived as sexual, like, I saw a carrot, and it made me think of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> The shit like that, like you were supposed to tell everyone that you were having those thoughts, but again, it wasn't your fault. It was Lucifer. I had a dream about dick carrots. It was fucked up. And then you go to Marshall, and he's like, <sighs> "Describe the carrot in great detail." <laughs> <laughs> but Marshall seemed to be kinder about it and more sympathetic than Bonnie. He thought all sex was super primitive. He's like, "We don't need this. We've kind of outgrown this as a society." But he was the one that was most unlikely to make you admit your transgression in front of everyone. So, like, if you had a dream about super sexy carrots, you would want to tell Marshall. Yeah. Because if you happen to say it to anyone else, then, like, Bonnie would be like, I'm really disappointed. And now you have to fucking tell everyone. Tell everyone about the dick carrots. Yeah. Now. But if you told Marshall, he'd be like, well, you know, I mean, I guess they do look a little bit like dicks. All right. Don't eat carrots for a week. They're not not dicks. They're not. A dick is a carrot of the body. (laughs) Marshall thought that heterosexuals were less evolved than homosexuals who had at least overcome the attraction to women. Okay. So, happy Pride Month, everyone. (laughs) Happy fucking Pride Month. And then Marshall was like, what if? Here here we out. We castrated ourselves. Uh... (laughs) Oh. And then they put a pin in it and they moved on. And we'll come back to that later. Mm. Yeah. Mm. At this time, mm. the cult was shifting again, pushing a little further into like a Hare Krishna realm. Mm. Do you know what the Hare Krishnas are, obviously? What is Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna are the bald guys that dress in the orange, like monk outfits. That oh, yeah. Beg yeah for yeah. money at airports. At airports? I've definitely seen that. Just you know, you know what I'm talking about, like the orange. I've, yeah, I've definitely seen them. I've never mm-hmm. seen them at an airport, though. Yeah, Hare Krishna is like, uh, it's a fucking cult. Hmm. Yeah, there's a part in Mad Men where they do one of them joins the Hare Krishnas. 
Really? Yeah, it's a cult. It's a fucking cult. They're all, it's all cults. Everything is cult. Okay. So they're kind of like getting like into that a little bit. All members at this point and from here on out basically have to have the same hairstyle. That hairstyle is a buzz cut. Hot. Even the women? Yeah. <laughs> they wore very flowy, ungendered clothing in neutral tones. And they would all start going by new names now. You take the first three consonants of your name plus Odie at the end. Okay. And that was your new name. And that's what they would call you. So you'd be Nicoldi. Nicoldi? Nicoldi. And I'd be Noelle. Noldy. 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 N L L O D Y. Noldy. Oh, you take out you take out the, the vowels. You take the vowels out, yeah. So you would mm. be N C L Nicoldi. Nicole. Right? Yeah. Nicole, yeah. Nicoldi. It's it's weird. It's hard to pronounce words if you don't have vowels. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you need them. Yeah. That's what vowels are for. Noldy. Yeah. Noldy. Me Noldy. <laughs> they were preparing for the next level even more, where they would all look the same. They would all be genderless, enlightened beings. And I've shared this picture on, I think, social media already. But what they believe everyone would look like in the next level is literally just a gray alien. Yep. That's it. So that's like the evolved version of, of a person. Yeah. Yeah. In 1983, Bonnie was diagnosed with cancer, mm. and she had to have one of her eyes removed because of it. Her doctor told her that it was likely that the cancer would pop up again in another part of her body, and it was likely that she was full of cancer already, and she just didn't know yet. Yeah. And she probably only had a few years left. Mm. And she was like... You're ignorant. I know more than you. <laughs> You're ignorant. You're ignorant. Yeah. She's like, he doesn't fucking know what he's talking about. I'm a nurse. He's a doctor. Pff, pff. Whatever doctor. Pff. Yeah. She made a fart noise in their face and she left the hospital and said, deuces, doc. I think left. I know my own body and I don't feel cancer in it. So Thank you. Bye. She said that she would not die. But instead, she would ascend to the next level when the time was right, alongside Marshall, and not a moment before. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know what happens, but I'd like for you to guess if that happened. It definitely doesn't happen. No. Unfortunately, in the summer of 1985, the cancer had spread to her liver, and she passed away on June 19th of that year at the age of 57. So she was diagnosed in 83, mm -hmm. and she died in 85. Mm -hmm. That's sad. She died under the name of Shelley West at the Parkland Memorial Hospital in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. Marshall took her body and had her cremated. Her ashes were spread in a lake in Texas. I could not find what lake or where. He probably didn't know. He just saw a lake and did yeah. it. And Marshall had to give the news to the rest of the members. He told them that Bonnie's broken down vehicle was left behind and she had ascended. This was the plan from the older members on the next level. And this had been the plan the whole time. And Bonnie knew that. She knew it was going to happen. But she didn't tell the rest of us because she was testing our faith. 
So did the rest of the group know that she had cancer or did they just kind of see her like deteriorate? Well, she got her eye removed. So she's wearing an eye patch for a while, for a few years. And like they knew like she had cancer. They knew she was sick. They knew like what was going on. Yeah. But no one thought she would die that fast. And she's like, I'm not gonna die. So fuck you. Right. Yeah. So he, he was kind of like, this is a test. Like we... We just have to get through this. It's, it's going to be fine. This is what she had planned for us. Mm-hmm. And he like kind of rolled with that, which honestly, great improv, Marshall. Like her vehicle is dead, but mm-hmm. she has ascended and she's waiting for us on the next level. Right. Which is what's going to happen to everyone here. Yeah. You're all you're going to leave your vehicles behind and then you're going to be on the next level and it's going to be dope as fuck. They have pool tables. She's already there. She's going to establish a nice ass house for us mm-hmm. with a hot tub yeah. and a pool. I heard she put cookies in the oven 10 minutes ago. So by the time we get there, there'll be cookies. She's waiting. She's waiting. It's going to be great. So this was a plan designed by the older members on the next level. She would continue to give them messages from above and she would always be there watching them. Like no big deal. She's still there. Just her body's gone. Mm-hmm. And the reason that Marshall didn't go with her was that he still had more work to do here on Earth and for the members. They decided he wasn't ready yet. Mm. He still had more to learn. Remember, Bonnie was his older member. Yeah. Well, didn't wasn't she like her, his like like his guidance essentially? Yeah, like his mentor basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect sense that she would like graduate before him, right? right? And totally. then he is there to guide all of the rest of the group. Exactly. It makes perfect sense. Unbeknownst to the other members of Heaven's Gate, Bonnie had been writing letters to her oldest daughter, Terry, the entire time. Oh, no. Terry, in an interview years later, said, I had a feeling that she kind of wanted out of the cult in the early 80s. Mm. That was my interpretation. It was just in the way that she phrased things. It was probably when she was diagnosed with cancer. She yeah. was like, I just want to be home with my daughter. Yeah, and her other three children. Probably. Oh, she has she had three others? She had, yeah, she had four kids. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure, dude. Like, she's also like, I mean, in her 50s, she probably wants to fucking be done with this shit. She's the one yeah. that's like, we should sleep in beds because that's what they want. Because she's like, I don't want to fucking sleep outside she's anymore. Like, my back hurts. No neck problems. My neck hurts now and I'm 32. I know. It's so bad. And I'm not even going to turn into an alien (laughs) one day. I can't even get to the next level. I'm not gonna. I can't even level up. I tried to look for the letters everywhere and I can't find them printed anywhere. Um, I mean, if it were to her daughter, I would assume her daughter probably never released them. I'm sure. She talks talks a lot about them in the HBO documentary. I don't Mm -hmm. know if anyone's seen that. It's really fun. It's fantastic. Isn't it also like three parts? Yeah, I think so. It's really, it's super long. Yeah, it's good. I'm, well, mine's four parts, so. Well, we're, that means we have more. Fuck you, HBO. Sorry. Fuck you, Max. Max. Ew. It's the Grinch's dog's name. That's cool. Idiots. In a letter that was sent in 1984, Bonnie actually wrote that she did want to leave, but she didn't know how to get out. She wrote, quote, there wasn't a graceful way to leave. This is a year before she dies. 
And she's like, I fucking want to go. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, you created this whole thing and these people believe in you. You can't just peace out. Yeah, and she like knew that. She's like, well, I can't leave exactly, but I want to. Yeah. Bonnie directly said that she wanted to leave. And then her letters just stopped coming to Terry. And Terry's return letters stopped getting answered. And Terry's like, I think a bad thing happened. Yeah. In February of 1986, Terry called the house that the cult was residing at. And she was told that she couldn't speak to her mom. She was busy. She's like, okay, well, can I leave a message for my mom? Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah, you can give us the message. She's like, well, can you have her call me back? And she was told, we can't give her the message to call you back unless you tell us what the message is going to be. And she's like, it's fucking personal. This is my mom. I want to just talk to my mom. Yeah. And they hung up on her. A few days after she left the message, Terry hears a knock at her front door. And two of the cult members are standing there. She opens the door. It's these two people. They're calling themselves Dan and Liv. And they told Terry... Your mom died nine months ago. She died of cancer. We spread her ashes. We don't know where. It's in a lake. Jesus. Here's an envelope. Bye. Wow. And then they just fucking left. And she was like, what? And she opens the envelope. And it's full of like, arguably really like nice and cute pictures of her mom, like hanging out with, yeah, you know, all the people. And then like, there's a picture of Terry that like she had saved that was in there and yeah, that's all she has. That's all she has of her mom. She knows she died nine months ago. No one fucking told her. The last time she talked to her mom, her mom's like, I want out. I want to come home. Yeah. And then she's just gone. And Terry is absolutely heartbroken. With Bonnie out of the picture, this left Marshall to clean up just like a fucking mess because he doesn't know what's going on. He's also heartbroken. Yeah, and he's the one that they're all looking to right now, too. So Yeah, he's like, what the hell do I do now that the brains of the operation is gone? She's dead. She's mm. the one that told me what to do. I was just here yeah. saying the words a little bit louder and looking fucking good while I did it. I was the flair, okay? <laughs> Marshall was very openly sad about the loss of Bonnie, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. She, if you, I mean, if you think about it, she was his life partner. Yeah, 100%. For years. Years they were together. They and built. They, they planned to die together, too. That's some fucking Romeo Juliet shit. Yeah. Yeah. They literally built a cult together. Like, mm. that's like, how much more intimate can you get? You know, they shaved each other's heads. That's nice. That's nice. It's adorable. And now she's gone. And he was honestly scared to go on without her. And he told everyone, I'm scared. Like, I don't know what to do. Fuck. He even expressed to the group that he was unsure if he could lead the class on his own, even with help from her being in the next level, because he fully believed that she was going to keep giving him messages. Mm -hmm. He just had to receive the messages. Well, I mean, at least he's still following their own rules, being like, share with the group all of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. He's like, look, I don't know if I can do this by myself. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he like pours his heart out and like 
He's like crying. He's like, guys, I don't know what to do. Maybe we should end the call, whatever. And then Ted comes out of the bathroom and he's like, hey guys, uh, did I miss anything? I was just <laughs> taking a monster dump for the last 45 minutes. Do not go in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean, guys? For the next three hours. That would do it. It's <laughs> punching people on the arm. They're like, what the fuck? We're, we're talking about Bonnie dying. T is dead. Marshall seemed to wander around without direction while everyone else just kind of like went about their days and like did their little jobs, maintaining the best they could. Everyone kind of worked together to kind of soothe him. Mm -hmm. Like they thought if we keep it as normal as possible, we just all keep going. Marshall, Marshall's going to be fine. Well, what else are they going to do? This is the only thing they've known. They're not not all going to leave. Can they even go back to their families? Like just continue on. Yeah, right. Chugging along. In a later interview, Leanne said that Marshall seemed like he also wanted out. He even supposedly asked her if he should send everyone home. He said, am I crazy? Should everyone just go home? And she was like, I I don't know. I can't answer that for you. She's like, I'm not Jesus. You are. She's like, I'm the accountant. Um, I'm Jesus's accountant. <laughs> So we're all good on frankincense and myrrh, but I don't know what about feelings. (laughs) Sorry. But again, Marshall just soldiered on. He knew that he had to keep going, especially because he was receiving concern from the other members about his emotional state. He turned to what he knew and he used a Star Wars analogy to explain (laughs) what was going on. He said, basically... He is like Luke Skywalker. He's I'm the Luke Skywalker of the group. You know what I mean? And I have a job to do. Is that, is that really? I gotta fight the bad guys. Out of all of the people you could be in Star Wars, you want to be Luke Skywalker? I'm the Luke Skywalker <laughs> Why? of the group. And everyone's like, we don't understand what he's you're not saying. gonna go with Yoda on that, or no? He said he was a Luke Skywalker. Just, okay, okay, fine. He liked the boots, man. That's right. He did expressly say, though, I'm Luke Skywalker, but I would never kiss my sister because kissing is gross. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Ew. 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 He liked Luke Skywalker's accessories. I don't blame him, honestly. Hmm. This is an excerpt from their book that you can find a full transcript of on their website. Like, I highly recommend if anyone is interested in this at all, go to their website. I spent fucking hours on it the other day just like reading shit it's a lot um but it's sort of fun too so this is from the book some three and a half years ago from the time of this writing this is he wrote this marshall apple white wrote this t left her human vehicle to all human appearances it was due to a form of liver cancer We could say that because of the stress due to the gap between her next-level mind and the vehicle's genetic capacity, that the cancer symptom caused the vehicle to break down and stop functioning. However, it was strange that she experienced no symptoms prior to the week that she left her vehicle, and for most part, her vehicle slept through the transition. Yeah, no shit, that's what happens when you're dying. Does this okay? What's your take on this? Was she in a coma? I just think she was probably just dying. 
That's yeah, what right. you do when your body like your shutting body's down. shutting down. You just sleep a lot. Well, he's explaining this away. Of course he is. He says, we're not exactly sure how many days it might have taken for her to return to the next level vehicle she left behind prior to this task. The more important fact is that since that time, Doe, which is Marshall, and he's talking to about himself in third, third person. person. <laughs> Doe has been experiencing the role of having to communicate mentally with her, his older member, which makes me laugh because it just makes me think of an old dick. <laughs> in a strengthening opportunity for mental or telepathic communication, not to be confused with the popular concept of channeling or spiritualism because they don't believe in that. Mm. The class has witnessed T's mind meshed in Doe's thinking and even his choice of words as he talks to them. Does the quote, the father is in me and I am in my father, mean maybe a little more than we previously might have thought? So they're just kind of making shit up and they're like, okay, T is like living inside Marshall right now. Like you guys all see that, right? Oh, that's what we're going with? Their brains meshed. Their brains are oh, in one okay. brain now. So when he's speaking, it's mm -hmm. they're speaking. The father is in me and I am in my father, but not in a sexual way. I'm not like inside. I'm like, you know, like that. Yeah, it's like fine. It's whatever. The book is studded with sections with various titles, mostly containing the words in all caps, what to do with what we know, which apparently is a thing that he would just fucking scream all of the time. Okay. Like, what do we do with what we know? Like, he was trying to, like, reset, like, what do we do with what we know? And they'd be like, I don't know, man. What do what, we do? What do we know? I would and he'd be what? like, what do we know? And he was just like fucking struggling and like trying to figure it out. So he like get a little catchphrase, you know, just scream it when you don't know what else to say. Exactly. That's what right? everyone should do. That's what I would do. And here in 1988, in my personal opinion, is when the death spiral slowly begins. Okay. Like this is the beginning of the end. All right, all right. Without Bonnie to kind of like tone down the whole story and keep everything in line, Marshall is beginning to take a lot of artistic liberties with mm. things. He's claiming that there were hostile evil aliens, space aliens. Okay. And they were abusing and also eating human beings and abducting them. And <laughs> like he was just like talking nonstop about like word vomiting. So he's like trying to put, he's trying to rule with fear essentially because he doesn't know what else to do. I think he's, I don't think he's trying to make people afraid like of him, but he's trying to like tell people that there's a lot of evil out there. Remember I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm going to kill the evils. So he's leaning like heavily into the plot of Star Wars. Yeah, kind of. There's a guy in a black mask. Lucifer? He has asthma. The man has asthma. And he's going to come and kill us. One day. And there's this other guy called Darth Maul. Okay, it's so cool. Like, it's cut in half. Right? He's like a spider person. And then, like, wait, what were we talking about? He's evil, red. Evil <laughs> So Marshall's like, we got to stop these evil, hostile space aliens, dude. We got to do it. And the only way to do it is to recruit more members. Mm -hmm. And everyone's okay. like... 
okay, fine. Let's do that then. Like, at least it's something to fucking do, right? Mm -hmm. So members of the group began mailing out these new flyers that are talking about salvation against evil forces, expressly evil space aliens. Other members went to sexaholic anonymous meetings in Los Angeles, and they're like, guys, we have better methods for, like, stopping your sexual, like, deviancy and like your out of control libido if you just hang out with us we'll totally make everything sexless and less fun and it's going to be great for you so they were trying to recruit people there Mm -hmm. which is super smart to like prey on addicts for membership Uh, yeah yeah and then marshall dropped a huge bombshell one day at dinner he stood up he's like guys got some news from bond Okay, sorry, T. Gone. Got, got some news from T. She told me, Lucifer, you know him, now controls all of Earth. And all humans must perish. Everyone will be, I think he said, like, shoveled under or spaded under. Under Lucifer? or Like, Lucifer was going to come and kill all people. He's already here. He's controlling the Earth. Yes. Gonna pull up in an X-wing fighter. He's got this ship. Okay, it's nothing looks, like we've ever seen before. It looks a, like a planet. It's a giant circle. It's a ball. It's a star of death. Okay, he calls it the star of death instead yeah. of the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, "Our time is coming, guys. Lucifer, he's got control of the planet. Okay." That means it's only a matter of time until the spaceship is going to come pick us up. It's coming. It's coming so soon. And everyone was like, okay, Marshall, we believe you. We all definitely believe you. And they kind of just like kept doing their thing, like recruiting people, like whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. By 1992, the group had settled in Laguna Hills, California, in a very beautiful house in the hills. Excuse me. What was that noise that even just came out of her? Bumped up too. Just like (laughs) they bought a tape recorder and they began making films about who they were and what they were doing. They made a series of twelve tapes called the Beyond Human series, and they actually paid to have this broadcast via satellite onto televisions. So it was on public network television. Wow, public mm-hmm. access? Yeah, public access. Cool. Yeah, like between two ferns style. <laughs> this is how they describe the tapes. The tapes, these tapes represent the most comprehensive presentation of our material to the public in a 21-year mission. 12 in-depth discussions of who we are. Next level conduct, the next level thinking are and next level thinking are presented in 10 one-hour sessions, and two longer sessions for a total of 13 and a half hours. That's a long time. During this time period, we use the name Total Overcomers Anonymous. So we talked about it, I think, in the first episode. They only started calling themselves Heaven's Gate, like, in the later years, like, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Before that, they had a bunch of other names, so I guess they were using total overcomers anonymous at this time because they were trying to target people in like sex mm-hmm. what, sexaholics anonymous and shit yeah, like, like that you're overcoming yeah 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 
which we felt accurately described our position, that is, our desire to overcome all aspects of the human kingdom while remaining at the same time, both separate and anonymous. On their website, they actually offered free copies of the videos to anyone that wanted to borrow them, which is... You had to borrow them. Oh my God, it's so fun. It's so fun. They even sent you like, so if you went on there and you contacted them, Mm -hmm. they would send you the tape and then they would send you paid return postage. So once you watch the tape, you could return it and then they would send you the next one. Oh. Like okay. blockbuster, like net, like like OG Netflix. But all thirteen and a half hours was on like separate tapes. Twelve tapes. Twelve Titanic tapes. style, exactly like that. <laughs> the Titanic before Titanic before it was Titanic. Yeah, their website still states if you would like to send for videotapes, there is no charge. If you would like a copy of them and return, if you would like to copy them and return the originals to us, we will make them available to someone else. If you choose to assist with deferring our expenses, those funds would be reinvested towards getting this information out. So it was totally free to borrow the tapes. But if you want to donate, you definitely can. That would be great. We would love that. And are these the tapes that we all know and love or it's just like Marshall Applewhite's face? Like... It's like all of them. Like they're all in there. Oh, it's not the one where he's like talking and his like eyes are just staring That's... at you. No, we talk about that later. That's the final tape. That's his exit statement. So you can no longer rent the tapes. I am dying to know who has them. You know a person out there has one. Someone's got to have them. Someone has to have made a copy. Absolutely. Somewhere. If you know where we can get our hands on one of these tapes. I would love that. Let us know. You can read the full transcripts of the tapes, which I... Didn't do fully, but I mostly did. They are fucking tedious. They use crazy words. They, like, repeat themselves all the time. It's just, like, it's listening. It's almost like, you know those people on Instagram that are like, I was born. I'm an archangel. And now I'm in a human form. Like the people who and think I that the, re- the reincarnation of Sophia Christ yeah, literally people, that person. And they just say words like ascension and yeah, metaphysical. They and just like spew like yeah. jargon at you. And then you're just like, what? What? What are you even That'll be $95. And your twin flame reading is here for you. Yeah, that's like 100% what this is. They're just like saying fucking words. Yeah. And then you get like lost in the conversation. And they're like, are you following what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, you're not saying anything. Yeah, it's a... Basically, that's what like all this shit was. So I did not make it through reading all of it, but it's sort of fun to like peek into. Marshall, for the first time in a while, had a firm vision. Like he woke up one day and he's like, guys, I know what we're going to do. I know what we're doing. And he was just like so amped about getting the word out again. Like he got like a second wind to him. He's like, we're going to take to the roads. We're going to start recruiting people. We're going to do this whole thing and just like revamp everything it's going to be like the glory days again Mm -hmm. he was going to take every opportunity he could to do this he took out advertisements in newspapers around the country and also in several other countries which all offered to answer letters from anyone interested in quote the final offer stating quote if you don't want out of the human kingdom 
you don't want into the kingdom of heaven. You can't have both. Unsurprisingly, very few people wrote to Marshall, which absolutely crushed him. But he didn't give up. He sent out more ads and he began hosting meetings again. He hosted 53 meetings alone in 1994 just to get the word out like he did personally all over the country. Wow. And I looked at the locations. There's a list of locations on their website. They were in Palatine. What? I used to live in Palatine. Chicago and Glen Ellen. What? Where Zach Bagans Wait, is from. He was there. Mm-hmm. He, he actually went to those meetings. Yeah. To like do the meetings. If we weren't four years old, dude, we would have been there. Man. We would have been there. Man. Uh, okay. We're going to cut it here, I guess. Um, and we will pick up on the rest of the story next week. Yeah. We're going to talk more about Dick Joslin. We're going to talk about uh, castrations. If anyone wants to do that. Yay, castrations. Yay. Uh, then we're going to talk about everyone dying. Yeah. That's the, this is the set. Well, actually, I mean, shit's about, shit's starting to get fucked up right now but uh-huh. the next episode is like shit's about to hit the fan hit the motherfucking fan okay cool well we'll talk to you next week since we just recorded a lot of this yeah. if you like what you hear you can follow us on all of the social social media at quite unusual pod um we're on all of them just check us out yeah um you can support us on patreon.com like i called out before quite unusual pod we're quite unusual pod on everything um we posted some fun stuff on there recently we're posting some more fun stuff soon and you get to join our discard we discord we chat every day in there super fun if you want to talk to us you can there and also give us a review if you like what you hear yeah we we like to read them we love to read them and it also just i don't know it helps us out because then more people see us the more reviews and stars that we have so do that if you like us help us grow our cult yeah. Meow. Um, and as always, remember to celebrate the strange. And keep it unusual. Bye. Bye.